welcome to Popyak. I'm your host Momo, and it's time to talk about One Piece, the live action. So we're up to episode two of that. I've been also watching One Piece in the background. I think I've at least watched three episodes of One Piece. So they tell us a little bit more than the show does at the moment. So I know some secrets, but it also helps me understand why the characters are the way they are. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to go with this straight as One Piece situation. Not a one-paced situation, but I will say, you do get two different Luffys that way. Luffy in the animation is a little shit. He is a troublemaker, and I guess he is in the other one too, but he doesn't act like it. Live action, he's very kind, and it's like he just happens to fall into these things where things are happening. Where in the show, he like causes problems on purpose. In the animated show, he causes problems on purpose. Keep this in mind. (laughs) And while yes, he was also causing those problems on purpose in the live action, he seems to be doing it with less of a chip on his shoulder anyway i like both movies i think that having both of them is great i get to double dip and have a different experience with both shows this isn't one of those things where i'm like ah i wish they kept it true to the show because making a character that's a little shit a little bit nicer is a lot easier for a general audience to kind of come into and go okay i like this show there's a show that my husband really enjoys and the main character it's an isekai and the main character is a piece of shit asshole who's horrible to everyone but my husband's like hey keep watching it you'll see why he's that way the problem is i didn't want to keep watching it because i couldn't stomach this character i'm not saying that that's like that's the way luffy is but i'm saying like for instance i could see some people taking luffy in a way that's like fuck this guy um he's a little shit I felt that way a lot about when I, I felt that way when I rewatched Naruto and as an, in an older age. I was like, fuck this little shit. <laughs> the devil fruit has issues. It tastes gross, which why would Luffy eat it? Eh, he's an orphan, right? He's starving. He's, he's going to just eat this new and exotic thing. I don't think he knew before he ate it, it would give him powers. It just kind of did. And he was like, great. This is awesome. I can start on my hero's journey now. Now that I have some kind of abilities to help myself because you guys are just fucking cool. And to be honest and to be real, me living on this dock isn't training me to be a pirate (laughs) i'm not getting any experience except for getting my ass beat by random thugs that show up i do the same shit if i saw a devil fruit yeah it makes it so that you can't swim and the seawater fucking reclaims your ass but who needs that when you can go in a barrel or be in a boat just don't go over just don't go overboard does that easy driftwood floats and there's tons of that in this universe i bet so you should be alright, I think it's fine, except the problem that happens later on in this episode to Luffy with Buggy, but we'll get to Buggy. Uh, Nami is opening this chest with just sound. You know how you, those, uh, you see those old school like lock pickers with the stethoscope, and they're listening to the click clicks of the lock? She's doing that, she pops the lock, she gets the map. It tells them where the grand line is. My thought process is just, just me. Why do you need a map to find the Grand Line? Why can't you use the stars? What's up with the stars in this universe? Uh, maybe some people just are bad at directions, but I don't know. I think that you could have just found the equator if you just looked up. But then again, maybe I'm stupid and that's not how it works. I don't exactly know how to sail a ship. So, I, <laughs> what do I know? I've seen Moana once. So maybe they do need a map. And speaking of the map that I'm bringing up, the map is very interesting. The way there's the north, east, west, and south blue, and the way the map is figured out, just on this map alone, you could have some great world building and you can make a great story, and that's what was done here. Great map. Awesome map. It's very interesting, and I can't wait to see. Of course, there'd be a great pirate era if you live on this planet. Look at it. Luffy swallows the map, which is smart, considering they're about to be boarded by pirates. Because how else? Where are you going to find it? 
they're going to find it if they look on the ship. And I do believe we see Nami hide the map later on the ship in one of the floorboards. Bad place to hide it. Because if I'm a pirate, especially with a gum gum fruit, like, I have the radar gum gum fruit or whatever. I'm going to find that map. That's a dumb place to put it. Luffy should always have that shit in his gullet at all times. When necessary. They could keep it in the floorboards now. But if pirates show up again, she needs to tell Luffy right away where that map is. But it looks like she's not in this for the group. She never was. She said just as much at the beginning. But it definitely looks like this this little cute moment where she's sewing his hat at the end of the episode doesn't mean shit because she's going to betray. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the past and talk about more of the episode. Buggy was in the logo of the opening, and I thought that was cool. Buggy's Jolly Roger was in the opening logo. And I hope they change it every time there's a new villain, like, like Game of Thrones. I love that type of stuff. It definitely makes you want to rewatch the opening every single time um, instead of skip it. That You could do that, or you can have... Uh, Cool Angel's thesis be your opening theme. That'll also work. Buggy's nose is not fake. That's not a fake nose. I'm assuming a, a crab pinched his nose and it swelled up and has not since receded. He's just let it get infected and that's just how it is now from a cute little crab pinch to the nose. But even though he has the nose, I guess he's like, look, I got, I have the nose. I got to dress for the job that I'm going to have. <laughs> Go all in on this gimmick of being a clown. He has a captive audience, like a legit captive audience that are chained there to, and are forced to clap for him i thought this was hilarious i really like how fun the pirates are and i love all their little gimmicks so he's a clown and he has a whole group of of pirates that are also like circus performers you have a knife thrower who gets zoro in the back and ties him to a knife throwing like one of those knife throwing wheels nami gets put in a birdcage which i thought was a really fun visual given her legs are sticking out of the birdcage i I don't know that just great visual as an art piece unfortunately for the pirates on the ship nami has a mouth inventory but it takes her a while she's a good rogue but she still needs time to crack these locks which i like that that's realistic i'm sure later in the show she can pop locks like whoa but for right now her taking time to crack locks i like the realism it gives us some suspense It makes things like, uh uh-oh, what if she's not going to get the lock done on time? And then she does, and it's like, woo! And we find out that Buggy recognized Luffy's hat, and is like, oh, that's Shanks' hat. I fucking hate Shanks. And Luffy's like, don't you fucking say that about my Shanks. And they get into a beef about it. Also, um, Buggy's looking for the map, because that's the whole fucking point. And he decides to torture Luffy by stretching him. That doesn't seem to be working, because Luffy doesn't seem to mind when he gets stretched. Although... Uh, me put me on that rack for like five minutes pop my back i will fix all my problems I, I promise you just put me on the rack i think the rack should be brought back in chiropractor's offices and it just goes up to two clicks that's as far as it goes but you get two clicks and you're like thank you, you- buggy has interesting powers now he's also eating a gum gum fruit also but his thing is that he could turn his body into little pieces it makes it so that he can't be defeated by zoro that definitely makes it that's definitely great considering zoro is a really prolific bounty hunter Buggy doesn't have to worry about his punk ass. He could just split it apart into different pieces. However, this does cause a problem when the gang puts all his body parts in different containers and then yahahooies his head out the fucking tent. He's gone. If I was the One Piece pirates, and I know Luffy is a different kind of pirate, but if it was me and I was a pirate, I would have taken Buggy's head, put it in a fucking jar, and fill that shit with seawater just up under his chin, just under his lip. Get some sweet revenge. Fuck you, Buggy. You're a piece of shit. I don't get why he's a Tumblr sexy man. I guess because he's a, he's charismatic and crazy, which is huge. Uh, as a member of Tumblr for many, many years, that is just what the website enjoys. So I understand it, but I don't understand it at the same time. Personally, I'm not in for Buggy. What, who I'm here for is the motherfucker with the jaw and his boss. Unfortunately, the motherfucker with the jaw seems to be the problem. 
most interesting man in the world, who I also find very handsome, is going, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take all these cadets and I'm going to take them with me on a grand voyage to find these motherfucking One Piece pirates, these motherfucking Straw Hat pirates, and bring them to justice. This could be great or terrible. This could be great because you're firsthand learning from a fucking higher, way higher ranked commander than you were before, who actually cares about the Marines, which is good for our pink-haired friend. can't remember his name, but it's good for him because he needs to learn from somebody that badass to get good enough to be able to have this epic pirate versus marine battle with Luffy at the end of the series. So this is great. But at the same time, if you're the most interesting marine in the world and you bring all these cadets with you, they're cadets. They're going to be fucking off, fucking around and bumbling and dropping shit and fucking up. And yeah, that's great for comedy, but it's not a great idea from somebody who has a strategic mind like him. But I think he's thinking, I can turn these group, this group of layabouts into a group of sturdy, badass Marines with real, with real morals because the last guy they had kind of didn't do a great job with that. So I kind of see where he's coming from, but this is not the greatest idea. It's great for comedy. We're going to get some funny moments out of these, out of these fuckers on a boat, especially if Jaws' son is also a <laughs> cadet. Because he seems to be standing with the cadets when we saw him last. Him and his dumbass haircut. Which he has originally in the animation from Jump. I'm so glad we see him with the long hair first and he gets his hair cut. I think that it was great that we got his hair, that he got his hair cut in the live action. Because it gets him his comeuppance without killing him. So this is good. I mean, Luffy beats the shit out of him, which is also fun. But him getting his hair cut seems to be the perfect humiliation that he needed. This, this particular character seems like his hair meant a lot to him. Fuck this dude thumbs up so they defeat buggy who had a really interesting trap for luffy that i forgot to mention it was a like houdini water escape situation that of course a circus would have uh and they put him in there and they're like look we're gonna fucking drown your ass in this this works for regular people also and not just people with gum gum fruits but it especially works for people with gum gum fruit powers smart and i'm sure buggy thought about this because this is something he's terrified of uh, as being a person who has eaten the gum gum fruit. Loved it. I thought it was very smart. I thought a lot of the stuff in this show, in this episode, was very clever. I loved all the character designs as usual. And I love the fact that there is a snail cell phone, or as my husband called it, a shell phone that she was using um, to talk to somebody. That Nami used to talk to somebody we don't know. And she does this after she fixes Luffy's hat, which makes us believe that she's on our side finally. She's joined the team. Because Zoro seems on board 100%. We are pirates now. Nami is, like, playing us, and I don't know why. We will see. We got to see Zoro's backstory in the One Piece. I'm not going to spoil it, but it was heartbreaking. And you understand why he's the way he is. I hope we get that in the live action sooner rather than later, because it definitely fleshes out his character, and it, and it makes you understand why he is this way, which is a big thing for me with characters who are, uh, I'm so alone and by myself. Because sometimes they just are, for the sake of having that character archetype in in their thing and that's lame and i hate that but when they have a reason to be grumpy and moody and then a good character make i don't know at least for me we go back in past and look at luffy's backstory a little bit too while he's drowning in this contraption they did a great job doing a flashback here they did the parallels very well in this episode we go back in time and see luffy as a kid he's being harassed by motherfuckers that have harassed him before that called uh, Shanks the custodian because Shanks refused to fight him. This guy starts picking on Luffy and Shanks comes back and is like, look, you pick on me, that's fine. But you pick on my friends, that's another issue entirely. The rotund pirate looks just like he does in the anime, dude. That particular actor, I've seen him in other things. He's funny. He's a comedian. He is perfect for this role. He looks just like that character. 
even when he smiles, he looks like that character. Gr- amazing casting here with 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 the big rotund pirate with the stripes, and also for for Shanks himself. Because boy, I get excited whenever I see Shanks. I feel like Luffy. I'm like, it's Shanks. We see the scene where Luffy and Shanks deal with the sea serpent. This sea serpent looks one to one with the anime, dude. I was so happy that it looked just like it does in the show. Instead of them, instead of Hollywood or Netflix or whatever, taking artistic license and making what they think is a scary sea monster, they said, no, let's put the sea monster from the show in the in the show. And it worked. It was great. And this is why using sparing amounts of CGI is worth it. When you pull out the money for that fucking big ass monster, it looks good. It looks really good. Uh, I feel like that is more of the case later on where we have literal shark dudes walking around. They, that they actually put in costumes instead of making entirely CGI shark dudes, that's where they saved the money. And man, I'm glad that they did because that sea serpent looked amazing in the full sunlight. Shanks is minus an arm. You know, shit happens. Luffy blames himself for it, of course. And Shanks is like, eh, man, don't worry about it. It's just an arm, whatever. You're safe. That's what matters. And it's like, man, I love Shanks. Shanks is, really is a different type of pirate. Instead of Buggy, I'm glad that it was shanks that found luffy as a kid and decided to and essentially be his dad another scene that looks really amazing even though it shouldn't have is when buggy got like turned into the shoe man and he's just like a head on a pair of shoes with some gloves as funny as that was and it was hilarious it looked really good too like it didn't look as stupid as it should it looks stupid in a comedic way not in a this is dumb and it doesn't make sense in live action kind of way but that's one piece for this week i had a great time watching this especially with one piece as a companion and i'm gonna continue doing that 